Ladies and gentlemen, people, welcome one and all to Codex Prime episode 200. Yes. We made it. We, <laughs> we certainly made it, man. I can't believe we've gotten uh, this far, man. 200 episodes um, as of Tuesday, April 28, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, indeed. Uh, this is a new uh, territory for us. Uh, right now, um, we are live via Zoom. So uh, we are following um, our UWO brethren. Uh, they went live uh, this past Sunday. And so, you know, we kind of worked out some kinks, and it looks like we have our first commenter in the chat, Nick Quattrini. Thank you, sir. Happy 200. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and it, I don't know if you can see any of the comments, Carl, but... Uh, oh, I'm, share I'm sharing the episode right now, so you kind of have to give me a bit. Okay. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, let me see. Ch -ch 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 -ch. Just, and, and if you can just bear with me, everybody, everyone who's uh, chiming in, um, I'm just like looking at this new interface that I'm looking at Facebook Live. It's been a while since we've got on, gotten on. Uh, the last time uh, we were we had a live episode was when um, I believe uh, Jim Savard uh, was on. No. It was either no. That, no, it was either that or we did an episode after a couple episodes after because I remember reviewing Invisible Man uh, with Elizabeth Moss uh, a week or two after. Cause he, cause Jim Savar was back in February for Birds of Prey, which was which was quite hilarious. Um, but yeah, we've got we got some people coming in. Uh, we thank you all for uh, tuning in and uh, just joining joining us for the ride. You know, it's been five years, man. It's been five years since we started the Codex Prime podcast. Well, that was a five years. That was a five years man. <laughs> It has. It has. You know, I mean, I, I will say, you know, uh, since the, the podcast started in May 2015, uh, at the time it was myself, uh, Aris, and, Aris Tejeda and Maurice Cerullo. We were the original three. And then you, you Carl, joined uh, a few months later in August of 2015. Uh, you know, it's it's been quite an experience. Um, I've, I've, I, I could say that, you know, I've grown considerably. Uh, in the last five years, and uh, experienced, yes, you did. <laughs> experienced. Ever since episode nineteen, I knew you were going to bring up Codex Prime and Chill, which I think is still your favorite episode of every of all the ones that we've that we've done. <laughs> Out of two hundred, that is still my number one. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to it again one day, just because. Oh man. Uh, Vic, turn your computer down. Oh man, is it is it too loud? Well, I heard it on my. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Episode episode nineteen. It was nineteen, right? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. October of 2015. Uh, that was that was a cool episode. Um. But yeah, we've got uh, Kyle Chapman in the chat. Uh, what's cracking, man? Uh, good, good of you to join us. The most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. So um, let me ask you something. Now that you know how the the sequel trilogy, 
we've been through that whole sequel trilogy within these past five years. Yes. Would you still have picked ScarJo? Yes. Yes, I would have. <laughs> I mean, I mean, especially especially given how um, how the sequel trilogy ended with the Rise of Skywalker, because you know the Rise of Skywalker is total trash. And uh, for me, the last great uh, Star Wars film is. Uh, breaking it, up. Yeah, the last the, the last great Star Wars episode uh, film is the Last Jedi. You know, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, and um, you know people can people can debate can can debate that till the cows come home, but that is uh, a fact for me. Um, it appears that uh, you have frozen, Carl. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the feed, and it looks like you're wiping your nose. Um, and it kind of kind of froze there, so that's a kind of a funny freeze frame. Um, you know, like I said, this this whole Skype, this whole uh, not Skype, Zoom slash um, voice Facebook Live thing is totally new. Uh, it looks like you're back, Carl. I hear you. No. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so bad. Um, it really looks like I'm picking my nose in this. <laughs> oh man! All right, here we go. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking back at the live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, comedy gold right there. Hmm. Uh, what's my favorite episode? Favorite episode? Your favorite, your favorite Codex episode. Favorite moment. Um. Or. Hmm. Um, I, I would say like I don't have a favorite episode specifically. Um, I, I will I will say that um, I do have favorite uh, moments, maybe favorite guests on the show. Like, you know, Jim Savard was always a pleasure to have him on. Um, he kind of to me to me he kind of has that uh, Bill Burr energy, <laughs> uh, and which which is a uh, I, 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 cool. I will not yeah. disagree that I will not I will not disagree that at all. I get I get. It. Yeah, um, yeah, he does have that uh, kind of energy, and which which makes for which makes for a wonderful conversations, especially um, his disdain uh, in our in our last episode with him with Birds of Prey, and of course anything that's uh, comedic. You know, he's not a big fan of the comedy and comics combined, so he's not a big fan of Deadpool, which is you know, you know understandable. That might not be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but, I, but I still say that he should he should uh, give Shazam a chance. Um, I really enjoyed the episodes we had with uh, Paul DeFilippo. Um, that was an excellent conversation. That was um, fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still got his book. I still got his book. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, you know, wonderful sci-fi writer, uh, uh, local um, in the Rhode Island area. Uh, let's see. I, I also, I, I also enjoyed. Um, let me see. Our, our episodes with AWOL. Uh, especially the our last one we did, Rise of Skywalker, uh, the review. He did every single. He he had to be there. He did yeah. every single Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. He, he had to. I we didn't care if he was late. He had to. Do, he had to finish off the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it it came it came full circle, and it's so interesting because it's like, you know, uh, we like I became a huge Star Wars fan in fifth grade, and we him and I had the same fifth grade class. <laughs> And, right. and like when he came to, for the rise of Skywalker, 
you know, that was basically a eulogy for my Star Wars fandom because it kind of just ended there. <laughs> so it came full circle. <laughs> yeah, because he got you into it, right? It's it's a matter of debate. I mean, the 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 exact details are lost in time, so you know we'll never know who got into who got into who got who into what. So, but what matters is that we were both fans, or at least I was. I mean, I still like the original trilogy and Ryan Johnson's film, but you know I'm not as gung ho about Star Wars anymore. I'm just like, eh, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, Mandalorian was good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna get Disney uh, Plus, so. I'll have to take your word for it. Worth it, but okay. Right. But yeah, we don't need. Well, I know how you feel. We, we don't need to get onto the soapbox and yada yada yada. Yeah, <laughs> about Disney. Uh, um, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say so. Um, it was like a lot of guests that we've had. Ed, oh, Ed from the Party Nerds. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, our um, yeah our. Our uh, E3 tradition that's been cut eventually, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was... But yeah, those, those those have definitely always been fun. Ah oh, man, of course, obviously when UWO comes on, it's just it's just a riot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like all all, all the UWO's appearances on our show have been have been fantastic. Uh, oh, speaking of high, highlight moment, I still I go on YouTube just to watch this moment when you went through the whole entire WrestleMania episode wearing a Nia Jack shirt for those HBO logins. Yeah. And then right at the very end, I'm like, you know, I was gonna give you those logins the entire time. <laughs> oh man, you were you were a motherfucker that time, man. That was a dick <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, it man. was great though, but you know what? I dare you to watch that again. Be like, you know what? That shit was funny as hell. I mean, it was. It was. Um, you know, just just don't read the comment section. <laughs> oh, that oh, from that episode, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Um, oh, in the Pokemon Go episode. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't there, but I remember uh, Furman and Wilson were there, right? Furman, Wilson, and John Grease was there for that one. Mm. That, yeah, that was a good time. You know, it was funny that we actually, we all had our Pokemon Go games up. Mm -hmm. And then one Pokemon popped up, so we literally paused the episode just to get one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, it was at that that time, you know, everybody was playing it. I still got my app, and I have not, not played it. Yeah. Man, but uh, yeah, five good years. Yeah, it's been five good years. It has, it has. Um, you know, uh, and and who and who knows how long you know this this train will continue to run. Um, but you know, uh, so long as it is, uh, we'll we'll uh, keep uh keep being here. You know, on a semi weekly basis. You know, talking that <laughs> yeah, new stuff. God, I hate this damn car. I hate this quarantine so much. Hmm. Yeah, me me too. Like I, I feel like it's I feel like it's um, it's like playing tricks on my mind, you know. Do you know what day it is at least? Hell, I don't know how long it's been. If has it been five weeks? Has it been two days? Help me to recollect. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I'm just there. Like I just got I go to work and I'm just like, 
I don't know what, what's going on anymore. Like, it's just it's there. We did, like, one day, we just went stir crazy, and we just decided to just go out. And then we went to the, um, yeah, I was like, it's funny, since you're a student of URI, we actually took the girls, we drove through URI, mm-hmm. and we took a walk up the, oh, man, what's it called? The tower, you know how when you go on Route 2, mm-hmm. and when you take that right to go to URI, there's that tower? Yeah. On your left, we went up the tower. Oh, really? Yep. Me huh. and two of the girls, because my girl and her oldest was just not having it. <laughs> okay. Well, she went like halfway. The oldest went halfway, and then she's like, uh-uh, that's too many stairs. That's too many stairs. The other two, well, I held the baby. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the middle child just went up like it was nothing. And then well, we got to see everything in Narragansett Bay. It was it was a really nice it was a nice and funny moment because they was not having it at all. Mm. Wow, <laughs> uh, that's that's that sounds like a quite a time. Uh, but but yeah, man. Any other any other moments or episodes? Anything you want to look back on on this podcast? Uh, it's just an amazing. It's just been an amazing five years, like amazing two hundred episodes. Just so many. Like I've met so many people, made so many friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had so many experiences. Like oh, when I went to New York Comic Con. Yep. And oh my god, I just couldn't remember. I'm like oh yeah, and then I was like walking through you know the Bronx at one in the morning and. Asking for directions, like a t- looking like a typical tourist, and you're just sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe you would do such a thing. I'm like, so? It's the Bronx, though. <laughs> Listen, I saw every single stereotype there, like, and just nothing happened to me. I was asking for directions and clearly telling people that I'm out of town and nothing happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well... Even look, even like I said, six in the morning, just went, just went and walked from my Airbnb all the way to 1520 Cedric Avenue because I just felt like I had to go there. Mm-hmm. As a retired B-boy and a current DJ, I just had to go there, which was the birthplace, the uh, birthplace of hip hop. Of course, yeah. Had to go, had to go, and I'm just walking through. People, I'm, people asked some. This one guy just like literally asked me for a ride. Oh, well, okay. I didn't take it because I was like a block away, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. But like you, I would say, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a fun, uh, experience. Um, and, and like I said, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Just like coming up, coming on here every, almost every week, uh, you know, just, just shooting the shit. Um, it, it definitely kind of like, Know, kind of, kind of, kind of lightens the load, you know. When, when we all got like different um, things to deal with, that's like, you know, stressful. Whether it's work stuff or, you know, school stuff or whatever it is, it's nice to have this as like a nice a little outlet to kind of keep things at bay, keep things in perspective. Yeah, and, and like I've told you many times, like there's not a lot of people in my family. Very, there's only very little bit that I have like all this stuff in common with. Mm-hmm. So it's like I and I don't really see them often. Yeah. So in order, you know, I get I actually get a chance to talk about the stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with people who have common those common interests. Yep. And shit, shit, shit. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. I know I was supposed to have a drink, but cheers to another two hundred. Yeah, or however many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, since since we're here, um, I do have, uh, you know, I, I was in a tournament mood, um, because like with uh, when you when we talked about a bit about the goat TV shows, and um, you know, we shared some uh, disagreements here and there. We had to get some tiebreakers going on social media. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, I came up with a I came up with another uh, a tournament idea, which I think that people might might dig, uh, given uh, our audience. And um, the tournament I have here, and I might and I might post it post the brackets on uh, on our Facebook page, is a non Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel movie tournament. So I dig it. Yep. So it's a thirty two. 32 Marvel-based films that are not part of the MCU canon. And we're going to go through them uh, uh, one by one, and we're going to uh, determine uh, which one is the best MCU film. And for those in the comments, you can feel free to join us and let us know uh, your picks as well as we run through these. Um, so yeah, 32 films. Uh, anything you want to say before we begin? Oh, let's get this ball rolling because I, I like the selection. All right, cool. All right, so uh, for the non-MCU Marvel movie tournament, we have in our first round, we've got... Brother, you're going to keep track of these, right? Oh, yeah, I'm keeping track of these. Uh, right, so first round, we have Spider-Man 2002 versus Spider-Man 2 from 2004. Spider-Man... Two no questions asked. Alfred Molina's performance as Doc Ock and just simply the story behind it. You don't even need to say anything else. I absolutely agree. Um, I really enjoyed the first Spider-Man film, but Spider-Man Two is takes what took what took what worked in the first film and made it even better. And to me. Like for the longest time, up until um, you know a couple of years ago, Spider-Man Two was the best, the definitive Spider-Man film. And yeah. yeah, man, like Alfred Molina was excellent as Doc Ock. Um, it explored uh, many of the themes, many of the uh, threads that were established in the first film even deeper. Like for example, the relationship between Harry Osborn and Peter Parker. It gave yeah. hints of what Harry Osborn would become. But then Spider-Man three happened and kind of fucked up, fucked everything up. So, you know, we'll, that, that that doesn't. We'll, we'll, oh, but shit, I can't even. But <laughs> I you know, we'll, right, so yeah. But I can't even like. <laughs> I can't even like try to say it doesn't exist when I have the Blu-ray just literally looking out, looking right at me. Yeah, and uh, and before we continue, uh, we do have Furman in the chat. He says boo. He's booing He's us. He's not a Spider-Man fan. Period. Oh, he's not a Spider-Man fan, really? Not at all. What is wrong with not him? Not at all. What What is wrong? I, I I don't understand. I don't. Not at all. Wow, I'm not I'm su- I'm surprised. Um, but but moving on, I will say before we move on that Spider-Man Two, the movie, actually gave us at that point the best Spider-Man game for the PS2 and Xbox. 
Spider Spider Man Two, uh, the video game, which was like the prototype of what would become years later Spider Man from Insomniac Games. Like that was the first inst- that was the first experience of getting his web sling through New York, which was like yeah oh. yeah remember that don't read Fermi's comment he read it. He says, uh, nice green walls, Vic. Gives the blood spatter some pop. Yes, it does, Furman. It does. Let us in. Let us in. You know, you just mean. Best Spider-Man was Maximum Carnage. <laughs> that game was fire. It was fun. It was fun. I'm not denying that. I am not denying the fire that is Maximum Carnage. Yeah, Maximum Carnage was fun as well as a Separation Anxiety. Uh, those are both fun games. So yeah, we got so Spider-Man Two uh, wins the wins the first round here. Uh, next up, we have X-Men in two thousand versus X Two two thousand three. X Two. Oh yeah. Yep. X Two X-Men. The first one was more in two thousand. We was more happy about it just because the simple fact that we got an X-Men movie. Yeah. That's really what it was. And it was cool for for that year. X2 told the better story. Mm. Yeah, it, it certainly did. Um, X2, it like it gave us like a, uh, some glimpses into Wolverine's past. Had that relationship between him and William Stryker, played by Brian Cox. Yeah. Um, it gave us the the film debut of Nightcrawler, which was really awesome at the time. Um, uh, like oh, and of course Ian McKellen. I mean, as he was so great as Magneto, man. I mean, geez, he really he really made that role his own. Um, of course Patrick Stewart. That was like perfect no brainer casting as oh, Charles Xavier. He, he was down to play that role for like ten years before it. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew. He knew he was making money from the second he it was even approached. Absolutely, yeah. Cause like, literally nobody, nobody else could play uh, Professor Xavier at that time. Um, I still don't really quite believe in McAvoy that much, and McAvoy's an amazing actor. He is, yeah. Mac McAvoy is really good. I think McAvoy, you know, his version of Professor Xavier, young Charles Xavier, is also very good too. And it's good, but it just ain't. It's not Stuart. It just ain't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think I think both both uh, portrayals, both actors have their strengths, and they they bring the character to life in their own unique ways, and they both do it really well. Um, looking at the comments here, uh, we have a commenter, Sammy Carpio. Carpio, he says that uh, Spider-Man needs to take his place and become the next leader of the Avengers. You know what I mean? It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I just want to, I just honestly, with the slate of uh, Phase 4 MCU films that are coming out, I I just got to see. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what story they're going to tell. Because there's so many that they can do. There's so much that they're going to do, like, now that they got all those properties and everything. And, yep. you know, with the Eternals, and the Eternals is actually what's supposed to introduce the X gene into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing in the X-Men, Doctor Doom could be the next villain. Um, very interested. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. So that's, that's my thing right now. Yeah, for sure. 
And uh, let me see. Oh, and Nick Quattrini. For shame, sir. He says that uh, X2 was never his favorite. Okay. But he said that he liked The Last Stand better? Blasphemy. The best thing about The Last Stand was Kelsey Grammer playing Beast. I agree. He, I agree. That was good casting. That was inspired casting, actually. But X3 was... No, couldn't. You know how I'm always saying it's so hard to close? Yeah. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll get more into the last stand once we get to that uh, bracket. Uh, what's going on, Brian? Uh, he just joined us. Um, and uh, <laughs> Furman just said, uh, Spider-Man can't lead anyone without buildings around him. I'll find a co- I'm going to find a comic where like, Spider-Man is actually beasting without buildings around. So... I mean, I will say in Spider-Man: Homecoming, when he had to run through that suburban neighborhood, he does have a kind of kind of has a point there. So yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Wait, no, you said the suburban neighborhood. Yeah, that was the first one. You're right. Yeah. All right, go ahead. But yeah, uh, so X2 goes on to the second round. Uh, next up, we and this one's kind of kind of interesting. Blade versus Blade Two. And both of these been on during the daytime too, mostly mm-hmm. like last week, two weeks ago. I'm kind of like, <laughs> uh, I gotta give it to the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the first one too, uh, because um, like like both films are like so close in quality. Like to me, like they're both like pretty much the same on the same level. Um, but if I really have to choose one, I have to go with the first film because. It was the film that really established. Um, it really, it was the film that really proved that a comic book film, a Marvel-based film, can actually work. And right. and um, and you know, I would say that Blade walked so that X Men and Spider Man can run. So so they you know, eventually trip and fall. True, and then in the case in the case they both you know got up and ran again. So one farther than the other, but still, um, I, I will say uh, I'll say Blade was Blade and Blade Two. Um, they're, they're they're still really good films, but I really like the first one because you know it 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 solidified Wesley Snipes as a as an action star. Um, it has a great sense of style. It has that like that almost cheesy late '90s feel down to the techno soundtrack. Um, oh my god! I mean, but but it it still works. Um, I really liked the casting. Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost, underrated villain in yeah. my opinion. Um, it even had Sanaa Lathan who played Blade's mom. Love him. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, that uh, that one actress who played the 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 foil, the sort of sidekick. It was um in Boucher, right? Um, I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff since Blade, um, but she was good in it. I looked her up too when it was on the other night, the other day. Oh yeah. And yeah, then I think I got like sidetracked or something. Yeah, yeah, and of course you had a uh, Chris Christopherson as Whistler. I mean, just a badass dude all around, man. Chris Christopherson, Chris Christopherson is an amazing actor. He is. Yeah, he really is. Like, I remember watching him in a movie called Tad, like, years ago in elementary school, which basically told um, the story of Tad Lincoln, mm-hmm. and Chris Christopherson played Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I'm like, this was really good. Yeah. Yeah, like, I haven't, I haven't seen that, um, but I've seen him in, um, 
Uh, it, was, it was an old Martin Scorsese film. It was called Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. And he was very good in that, too. So, but yeah, man, uh, Blade, uh, it was it was the trendsetter. It was the film that started it all. Um, I will say that I am looking forward to seeing Mahershala Ali's take, even though it's going to be PG-13. But with Mahershala Ali, that's like strong casting. Like, I would yeah. I, I, I dare say might be better than Wesley Snipes. But time will tell. Time will tell. Um, Definitely be better than Sticky Fingers. Please tell me the Sticky Fingers ain't out here. <laughs> well, that was a TV show, and it was like four. Okay, it okay. was four episodes long, okay. and it was promptly canceled. <laughs> Good four lord! Episodes too many. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let me see. Uh, I'll give it to Sticky Fingers though. He had the look. Did he though? Yeah, there was a there's a blade there's a version of Blade that Sticky Fingers like look just like him. I mean, even even with the lazy eye, uh, with the glasses, with with the glasses. Okay, sure, with the glasses. Because I'm thinking like Blade with the with the lazy eye. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. With it's, the sunglasses and the bald head, there was a version of Blade that did look like that. And um, I, I got the comic too. Oh, so I'll send you a picture. Oh. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got Blade moving on to the next round. Uh, next up, <laughs> this one's gonna be. Uh, interesting. Okay, so next up we have 2004's The Punisher, starring Thomas Jane, versus 2008's Punisher Warzone, starring Ray Stevenson. What you got? I never really saw Warzone, so I may, I'm just going to have to go with the 2004. And because when they said bring in the Russian, and then it turned out to be Kevin Nash, and I had a very good laugh at that. Yeah. Um, On that strength alone, I'll have to go with the first one. Even though, like, Ray Stevenson, who just loves being in comic book movies and content, mm-hmm. you know, apparently he was a better one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I will say, like, uh, Punisher Warzone, like, it, it definitely leans into the the, the cheesiness of of the Punisher like it tried to be like this really over the top pulpy uh, like B movie and like I kind of respected it on that level and plus like Dominic West who uh, plays Jigsaw he like he was a uh, Jim McNulty in The Wire one of my all time favorite shows like this yeah. dude this dude like basically took like a ham in every scene and just like gobbled the shit out of it he just like chewed the scenery in every scene and I and, and it, you couldn't take him seriously at that point. And yeah, and, and there was a scene, and, and there was like a villain in in the in the movie Warzone. There was like a, a black Jamaican dreadlock dude who had an Irish accent, and he who got blown up with a rocket launcher. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, it, it sounds like it sounds like Punisher Warzone should win this one, but I'm gonna go with the Thomas Jane version from 04 because. <laughs> Because the the Thomas Jane version, at least it at least it, it took it seriously enough. It was it was respectful enough to the material, and it also was based on Garth Ennis's Welcome Back Frank storyline, which was actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And Thomas Jane, like for his credit, to his credit, like he was a good Punisher. Like I think that like he he had he had one more movie in him. But if you go on YouTube, he actually did like a short film in which he reprised the role. I think it was called like Dirty Laundry or something like that. Um, if you type I think in, I did hear something about 
Yeah, it was like a short. It was like a short film, and he was like basically like at a laundromat, like helping a woman who was like being harassed by these like thugs on the sidewalk in front of a laundromat. It was interesting. So I was like, okay, like they could have done at least one more film with Thomas Jane, but for what we got, it was actually good for its time. So it was, it was like a pulpy B movie, pulpy pulpy B movie fun. So like, if you don't come in expecting greatness, then you'll have a good time with with Punisher Old Four. Yeah, especially then when you see Kevin Ash play the Russian. Yeah, that, oh man, I, I had a good chuckle out of that when I saw that in the theater. The best part about that is that he did speak, because I know good and hell well he couldn't do, a, he couldn't do uh, a Russian accent. True, yeah. And, uh, oh, and also John Haponic chimed in. He said that uh, Punisher in Punisher Warzone, he literally smashed someone's face against the wall with a punch. Yes, that did happen. There was a scene in Warzone where Ray Stevenson punches somebody in the nose and their face literally explodes in a pulpy, bloody mass. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that happened. Um, let me see. And then Quattrini says that Warzone was bad. Uh, the first one was great, as in um, the 04 version. Uh, the one guy right. that punched him in the kidney, that horrible line about blood in the urine... Um, mentioned that there was like a line of dialogue. Uh, John Hapotic responded that Jane Thomas Jane's film lacked the insanity of Ennis's storyline, which I kind of agree with. It took itself too seriously than the newer version, which is kind of valid. I, I I agree there. I, I would have to read that. Yeah, the Gar- Garth Ennis. If you look if you look up a uh, Welcome Back Frank, it's actually a pretty good storyline. Like it's it's not like it's not gonna like blow your mind, but as for a Punisher story, it was pretty good. All right, I don't have to write that down. I don't even have. It. Yeah, so yeah, we got Punisher 04 moving on. Uh, next up, we have uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man films. We have Amazing Spider-Man from 2012 versus Amazing Spider-Man 2 from 2014. I don't hate it like everybody. I don't hate those movies like everybody does. They yeah. really was not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, uh, which which one will you would you go for? Um I would Um Because know, part two I I didn't I'm not gonna say it is like I enjoyed it, like yay, she's dead, but I did like the Gwen Stacy death scene. Mm-hmm. Which was very true to the comics. Yeah. But um I would probably have to go. Yeah, I would have to go with part two. Part two because uh, the twist at the end, where the uh, spider that bit Peter just happened to have his father's DNA in it. Mm-hmm. Like that, I I remember watching that at the movies, and I was just like, oh, okay, like this is this is going somewhere. Then they hinted at this. They uh, teased us with their Sinister Six, and that was it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Like I haven't, I've, I've only seen like bits and pieces of part two. Um, so by default, I will go with Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man one. Um, I thought, I thought Amazing Spider-Man one was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, like there were elements that I liked about Andrew Garfield's, uh, Spider-Man. I thought that, um, he was a, I thought that in, in, I thought he captured, uh, uh, Spider-Man, like, like in the costume, like a bit better than Tobey Maguire because, like in, in Amazing, because 
Because in, in Amazing Spider-Man, like he, the way he contorted his body to make it look more spider-like as he fought, I thought that was more true to the comics. Whereas Tobey Maguire was more of like a stand-up, straight-up puncher, straight-up kicker. Yeah. So I thought. Yeah, and to, to me, Tobey, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and so I thought that the choreography and the fight scenes at least was a step up above Raimi's films. Yeah, and Tobey Maguire, he just looked like a Peter Parker who was just allergic to everything. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I thought that added to the charm of, you know, the nerdy, nerdishness of Peter Parker, though. Because I, I, I kind of thought that Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker was a little too cool for school. It wasn't nerdy enough for yeah. my taste. Yeah. yeah, like skateboarding in school. But it was I guess it was, like, more relatable mm-hmm. for that for its time. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I will say that the, the lizard... Uh, I thought the lizard was the the look. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent in love with the look of the lizard, but um, but it wasn't. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, it could have been like Doomsday from Batman versus Superman, which was ass. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back, and I mean John Haponic, who's watching. Um, let me see. So John Haponic says uh, the fighting was a step up. The, the, that subway fight, they kept shaking the camera. <laughs> well, I mean... It's I, John Aponic. He's going to nitpick. Yeah, yeah, he will nitpick, but I will say that he, he does have some validity there. But I will say that, like, I, 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 do, I do stand behind that uh, the, the Spider-Man's the fight choreography was a bit better. Like, because it was more true to the comics. And, not to mention, Andrew Garfield in the costume, he actually... You know, he was more true to the comics than that. Like he, he was like he came up with those quips, that shit talking to villains. Yeah, he was much more of a smart alecky, smart alecky Spider Man than Tobey Maguire was. Yeah. Like he was a bit, he was a better, he was more of a smart ass. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Tobey Maguire was like just more earnest. You know, he was a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, especially like the cop, like in, in the beginning of uh, part one when he first got the powers. Yeah. And the cop and. Uh, burglar tried to break into the car and he was automatically in the car and he just got fucking with him yeah <laughs> that was actually pretty cool um yeah. damn that's the tiebreaker that we need yeah yep so we're gonna need a tiebreaker for that so i go with uh spider-man one uh you go with uh, amazing spidey two so we'll put a poll up in the in the facebook page what y'all think which one's the better film all right <clears throat> and so next up we have the wolverine versus logan Logan, it was on the other day too. Yep, absolutely. This this Logan. one, yeah, this one is a no brainer. Um, Logan for me, um, up until <clears throat> up until uh, uh, two years ago, Logan for me was my favorite uh, non non MCU Marvel film. Like this film is like the definitive swan song of Hugh Jackman and and uh, um, Patrick Stewart's uh, roles as Wolverine right. and Professor X. Um, the, the acting, like they, like they, they, they play these characters for like almost 20 years at that point, And they still brought, a, a, a layers and a level of, of, of performance to their characters in a way that we haven't really seen before. Exactly. And, and then just the yeah. simple fact that Professor X, the most powerful mind in the world, mm-hmm. had it, had Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. So it, then when, when he started having his, um, when he started like having this, like these attacks mm-hmm. and stuff, it caused such a huge c- catastrophe, and I just, it just brought so much depth in the character. And it shows, like, all right, he this is the most powerful mind in the world, but yet he's not well. 
Yeah. Yeah, like they were like basically like Logan was pretty much on his last legs. Uh Damn it, John. Listen. Listen. First of all, I'm going to tell you something right now, John. I did not like Logan just because Patrick Stewart's Professor Xavier was terminally ill and had cancer and and, and so did Logan. But but okay, okay. Listen. That that that, that 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 element added a lot to the drama because you gotta you gotta remember Logan was based took elements from Old Man Logan, you know where Logan has lived literally two centuries two and a half centuries in fact of of hard living he's seen a lot of his friends die he's pretty much seen all of his friends die his family you know he's seen two lifetimes of pain and suffering. And his healing factor, all that pain and suffering that he absorbed physically, is catching up with him. And he's, and, but he's got, but he's got a, he's got to step up and dig deep to bring this, this his daughter, his clone daughter X twenty three Laura, to to freedom, you know. And the, just the the, the 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 parental dynamics, you know, the parental dynamics between between Xavier and Logan, and and that between father and daughter, between Logan and and Laura, it, it's it's just so it just hits you in the feels, and the and the ending, oh, the ending, my God. You're not gonna cry, are you? I'm I'm, I'm holding it. In, I'm holding it. In. Um, are you? <laughs> I, I I will say that the, the the end credits ending on that Johnny Cash song, you know, when the man comes around, I think. Yeah. That oh that hey, was that was hey, beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. And oh, yeah, Jack. Yep. That was beautiful. And and I will say Logan was the first it was the first Marvel based film to earn an Academy Award nomination for adapted screenplay. No MCU film ever did that. So there you go. But John did get you on that one. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, listen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen. Just because, just because it happens to feature terminal illness, I mean, it, it's it's it just happened to be there. It's not the reason why I liked uh, the film or loved the film. But um, I will say the Wolverine from 2013. I loved the Japan setting. I loved uh, uh, the character Yukio. Um, or Yuriko, I believe it was. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> yeah. Or that, the... that was the, that's the it's the same Yukio. Same you. Oh, really? Okay. Same character. Oh, nice. Yeah, like I really liked the the approach um, in, in Japan. Although, like the 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 Silver Samurai fight was a little bit too silly, I felt, but everything else kind of worked. Um, but yeah, Logan gets the, gets to win on this one. Um, excellent film. Uh, next up, this one's this one's, this one's interesting because I have not seen either film. I don't know if you have. Yeah. So. Uh, Guess what? Yeah, this one is the Nicolas Cage bracket. This is Ghost Rider from 07 versus Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance from 2011. I did see Ghost Rider 2007, and mm-hmm. I completely forgot about it. Okay. So on the strength that I actually saw it, I'm gonna go with the first one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the first one too, um, because you know it's Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze. I mean, like I said, Nicolas Cage is like si- simultaneously one of the greatest and yet strangest actors alive, because even even the, even in his whack films, he'll still go over the top. He'll still give you 110 percent. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I know that there's a scene in Ghost Rider where he pisses flame 
as as Johnny Blaze as the Ghost Rider. So I think it it gets points for that. <laughs> um, so I'll give it to Ghost Rider. I have not seen it. I might see it one of these days if it's streaming or like if I'm in the mood to catch these other non MCU films that I've missed. Um, Gary Threat is in the chat. He says, "Hey everyone." <laughs> I'm like three copies of 2007 Ghost Rider. <laughs> wow, three copies! Damn. Either he must be a fan, or just people just gave him copies, <laughs> copies on copies. <laughs> send him. You know what? Send him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so yeah, Ghost Rider. My friend's nephew. Yep. Well, we spend a lot of time together, so like I'll I'll put him on to a movie that was out pretty much before we. I think it was before he's born. By the way, she's in the chat. Hey, John. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's our thing. All right. Yeah. Welcome. So yeah, uh, Ghost Rider 2007 gets the win here by default. Uh, next up, we have Ben Affleck's Daredevil versus Jennifer Garner's Elektra. We really doing that? Yes, we're really doing this. We are we're doing really this. We're really acknowledging those two. We are acknowledging those two. We are. Daredevil. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say this about Daredevil. Okay, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Is it a bad film? Yes. Yeah. But I'm going to give it I'm gonna, I'm going to give it props for uh for two things, for two reasons. One, the director's cut, the the director's cut which is available on DVD, it's not that bad. It's actually marginally better than the theatrical version. Um, because it kind of explores Matt Murdock's, you know, is a subplot with cool that involves Coolio that Matt Murdock defends in court. <laughs> so it gets a little bit of points for that. But also, Daredevil gave us Evanescence's most played out anthem of 03, Wake Me Up Inside. And I still love that song. And My Immortal. It, yes, and My Immortal. Yes. You know, Evanescence. Oh, Evanescence owned 2003. It owned my freshman and sophomore year at URI. So that's why I'm giving Daredevil its due props. <laughs> I refuse to pick <laughs> But you know what? But I, I will say this one more thing about Daredevil. Believe it or not, Daredevil actually, the move, Ben Affleck's movie, actually got me into the character because I actually, um, it actually led me to read Guardian Devil by Kevin Smith. And uh, Parts of a Whole, uh, which is uh, written by, I think it was written by, oh man, I forget the name of the of the author. I should remember the name of the author. I don't know if it was David Mack, but, but, but Guardian Devil by Kevin Smith, that's legitimately good. Like, uh, Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil at that time was really good. And Mysterio was the main villain and how it kind of played into that, like the manipulation. That was really dope. So if you haven't seen, if you haven't read Guardian Devil, read the trade paperback. I think you'll like it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Daredevil gets this oh, win. Um, you see, Brad. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wake me up as I. <laughs> yeah. Call my name and save me from the. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> It's a great song. Uh, it, it, it's a great song. Yo, you know what? I will say this. Evanescence's Wake Me Up Inside will be the bomb wrestling theme for any wrestler. Fight me on this. Even to, to this day. Give it to somebody in AEW or, or in, or in uh, the WWE. It'll be a fire theme. It don't matter who it is. Yeah. 
Christian had my last breath. Oh, who had my last breath? Christian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, thing is, yeah. Just close your eyes, right? By um, story of your life, I think. That's the name of the group. That was the name of the group. But anyway, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it was basically a knockoff of my last breath. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, Evanescence for the win. I mean, Daredevil for the win. Uh, next up. Next up. This is this one. This one is a no-brainer. If you pick. Yeah. If you pick the wrong film in this round, you are on serious drugs. Okay, this is so easy. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus <clears throat> Venom. Oh, I mean, hands down, it's definitely going to be Into the Spider-Verse. Venom yeah. was not bad, but it just was not going to be. That's not even fair. I know. That's not even going to put up a fight. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know it's not fair to Venom. I still haven't seen Venom, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, my thing is, well, because Into the Spider-Verse had more, to, more true, you know, it was more to the um, source material with Venom is like, okay, well, you know, my name is Venom. I'm like, oh, the symbiotes never had a name. They just... Venom just said, I am the Venom to your spider, and that's how he got his name. Like, And just everybody has called him, called him Venom since. And then, oh, I'm going against Ryan. My name is Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. just don't have names. That was just something that bothered me. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, it was still entertaining. But you can, it's, it definitely should have been rated out. Where Into the Spider-Verse, it, it was a hip-hop movie. To me, yeah, and it is actually the first Spider Man film. And I said this on um, Let's Chat with Chris Rebel, shout out to him, where um, he was just like, You actually saw Brooklyn look like Brooklyn, yeah. Whereas, like, the Sam Raimi films is just like, Everybody's white, this don't, this don't look like Queens, this don't look like. <laughs> Like it just does not look like Queens or Queens at all. When Brooklyn looks like Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they filmed and they just so happened to film in the white neighborhoods at the time. I, I don't know. <laughs> but that and that's just a little piece of what made Into the Spider Verse so great. Yeah. We got more to move on, and so. Yeah. Um, you can go, there's another. We did a whole whole review on that. Oh yeah, we certainly did. Um, and before we move on, uh, Shanae Wells is in the chat. Hey, um, Shanae. Um, yeah, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like I said, um, it's it's an excellent film. For me, it's my favorite Spider-Man film of all time. And um, and I will say that the the post-credit scene, mwah, that's how you do a meme. <laughs> that's how you do a meme. Um, all right, so Spider-Verse gets gets to the second round. Uh, next up, we have two whack-ass films. And this one is hard for me because I can't pick one. And I know John Haponic is a fan of one of these films. So I'm going to call him out on this one. X-Men Origins Wolverine versus X-Men The Last Stand. I can't... It's hard for me to call one. What, what you got? Very man? hard, but I'm going to say this. If it wasn't for X-Men Origins Wolverine, we wouldn't have Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool as the way we want him, as the way we got him. Nah. True. 
Whereas X-Men Last Stand, we had Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Yep. So on that strength on the strength really I oh just yeah this is hard but I'm not to go with on the strength of I guess a better storyline. Mm-hmm. X-Men last stand. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know I, I, yeah it, it, this one is hard for me because like they're both like they both have the same quality in terms of whackness like like um deadpool deadpool in in x-men origins wolverine was offensive and at the time i wasn't even a big deadpool fan i was a i was offended by it i was offended on behalf of deadpool fans because it's like what the hell is it it, it felt like a creator wrestler character like some little little kids made up with oh i want to combine baraka with ryan reynolds and, and give him kung fu skills bam and, yeah, that was trash. And give him oh, sight. Man, and then you got this in the face I just made. Though. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's all it at. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, oh. And, and give him, give him Nightcrawler's teleportation. And give him Cyclops's eye beam. Yeah, that shit was trash, man. Oh my god, it was like a mashup that gone wrong. Like, I just and, and plus, like, there was a scene. A brief moment in X-Men Origins Wolverine where where Logan is looking at himself in the mirror with the claws. And the claws looked straight up animated. Like Warner Brothers like drew them. That shit looked... I was like, what the fuck? Did they run out of money? <laughs> Did they, they couldn't come up with props? Like actual props for the claws in that one scene? Oh my god. Like, yo. Will I, wasn't Will I am in that movie? Yes, he was. Okay. And, and you know what? You know, shout outs to Paul Jenkins because he was the author of X Men of, of Origin. You know, the Wolverine yeah. uh, thing. This film did not do it justice. So on not that, at all. not at all. Um, I'm giving. John Haponic says that Origins was awesome. The first thirty minutes was so great. Everything else is a popcorn film. John, listen, I love you, but you are wrong on this one. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. On the, ain't the first time. It ain't the first time. Won't be the last. By default, I'm gonna have to give it to the last stand, um, as well, because the last stand was was really bad. It 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 was the first film that really threw the X Men film franchise in a downward spiral for five years, um, and yeah, the whole. Oh, I'll say I'll say one thing. The last stand really really irritated me because like the way it wrapped the way it portrayed dark phoenix like it made her like this lusty jackass whenever logan appeared on screen it looked like femke jackson was like trying to control her horniness whenever logan showed up i, I don't logan, know you ain't seen her you ain't seen her in nip tuck oh she's in nip tuck okay i'm about to see yeah. that yeah um yep they killed cyclops by giving him an off-screen death um and and and, and the film was like oh uh, they just did uh, humankind has discovered a cure from for the mutant gene so if you get hit you know by these darts if you get injected with the serum like you lose all your mutant powers okay then at the very end the very last scene magneto gets his powers back anyway, yeah okay yeah oh trust me yes the movie was bad it was bad the movie was bad. literally the best thing about that movie was kelsey Grammer. yeah Beast. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer was the best thing about it. And you know what? By a by a by a slim margin, I'm gonna give it to the last stand. Last stand gets to the, gets to the next round. I, I I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, but X-Men... I will say this. X-Men yeah. origin... First of all, two things, actually. Yeah. Since you mentioned Paul Jenkins, and he did his uh, Wolverine origin was the inspiration of that. Mm-hmm. He is too nice of a guy for them to do such a shitty job with his writing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, he really was too nice of a guy. <laughs> and... Oh, you can check our Code Extra, our interview with him. Yep. And... The X-Men, okay, the Wolverine Origins demo mm-hmm. was actually pretty fun. Oh, was it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. Um, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, one of those um, movie-based video games that was actually had some fun to it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, moving on to the next round, we've got Deadpool versus Deadpool 2. First one. And yeah. it's a thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, Deadpool 2 was fun, but it was more of the same experience, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. It was. It was, but you still, like, enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh. I mean, the Brad Pitt cameo. Oh, yeah. That shit had me howling in the theater. <laughs> was, you expecting, was you expecting, like, the entire X-Force to, like, die? Not at all. Like, the, one by one, like, Terry Crews and then friggin', they just, like, he just, like, flew into a, into a, a, a bus window. Oh, man. And Brad Pitt, the, that was great. And, of course, like, the Deadpool killing off the Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool. That, yeah. yeah. Like, it, everything was, it was a hard one, but I would give it to um, the first Deadpool just because off the strength of... Mm-hmm. When we first, when I first saw it, and we got the experience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, I also like they're they're both they're both good films, and they're both kind of close in quality. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna give it to the first film. Um, and and also too, like with Deadpool, Deadpool two, like I will say that it kind of shows that you can only go so far with the Deadpool formula. And you know, with the MCU now with Disney owning Deadpool, I don't know how far they can go by making it PG thirteen. No, they're gonna no. They um they actually explained when the merger first happened. Mm-hmm. They said they will not touch Deadpool. Deadpool is staying rated R. Ah, okay, that's good. That's a wise decision. And then. They, the fans like spoke hard body on that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. For Deadpool, man, you can't really sanitize it. Yeah. But yeah, that's from trivia. Reynolds did play. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds did play uh, Juggernaut, and also the whole I. Hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. Oh, yeah. That running gag. That was, that was, kind of... that was a great gag, though. They're both great. They're both great movies. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. I think Deadpool 2 is still available on HBO, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I would have to go into the app and check, but I got both Blu-rays. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, next up. <laughs> next up, we've got 2005's Fantastic Four versus Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Those were on like two weeks ago. There's a lot of movies that we get that they played during the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I guess I'll give it to the first... I'll give it to the first one. Yeah. Me too. I actually saw the first one, and you know the first one? The first one is bad. It's... I, I I can't I can't in good conscience call it a good film, 
but I did like Michael Chiklis as the thing. And I actually like Chris Evans as Human Torch. Yeah, he did. He did. Like, especially Chris Evans at that age. Yeah. At that time. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, he did nail the cockiness of Johnny Storm. Yeah, he did. And uh, and, but but Doctor Doom was. How are they gonna do Victor Von Doom like that, man? You know, because I like Ju- I like Julian McMahon as an actor. Yeah, like, he's been very, I, me. I've been watching Nip Tuck a lot lately, so like mm-hmm. he, I've loved the Christian Grit, the Christian Troy um, character. And he's also in Runaways as um, uh, I forgot the character's name, but. Yeah. He but um ah, I do like him as a villain. Like I would like to see him I would actually like to see him play Doctor Doom again mm-hmm. uh, under the MCU umbrella so it would actually be done right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, I, I would have liked to have seen um either uh either Sean Bean or Mads Mickelson as Doctor Doom. Like they would either one would have been great. As in that, yeah, in but that. remember, Doctor Doom was a handsome guy before his face got wrecked. Right. Yeah, so I mean, just, yeah, I mean, the, Max Mickelson has like the characteristics of it, but I would not. I wouldn't. He, he wouldn't complete the full picture of, of Doom. I, I would. I would kind of. I would kind of disagree on that a little. But I. But you know what? But I. I, I would. I would. I still would have said that like. Sean Bean would have been good as a Doctor Doom, in my opinion. I think they missed out on that. That means he has to die. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He, I mean, I haven't. Have I seen a Sean Bean film where he hasn't died, or even a TV show? It's, it's, no. I'm, no. I'm, I'm hard. I'm hard pressed to think about it actually. He actually has not. No, no, no. He actually has not. He dies in literally everything he's done. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings was to me. Lord of the Rings was his best death scene. He went out like a G. That was on today. Return of the King was on today. Oh, that amazing film, amazing trilogy, by the way. Um, do- and, I, it, and then I ended up seeing that scene where um, Elijah Wood's character like wakes up, and then Ian McKellen's character just sitting there. And I remember there was a whole meme about it. I remember showing it to you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just saw that scene and I just bugged out laughing. As bad as my day was today, I just made that, that scene, along with that meme and that memory, it all just put together and I just had myself a good, much needed laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was a funny meme, though. Um <laughs> Yeah, and of course, Goldeneye, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fantastic 405 moves on. Uh, next up, we have what I call, with the exception of two films here, this is the WAC Conference. Um, we have Spider-Man 3 versus Blade Trinity. And, and what's up, Dominique? What you got, man? Spidey. Off the, off the, you know what? I'm going to give this one off the strength of Triple H. If he just celebrated 25 years, I'll uh-huh. give it to Blade Trinity. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, I'm. Eric Foreman played Venom. Yeah, Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I, I will I will say though, um, I'm gonna give it to Spider Man three on this one actually. Uh, okay, take it to the polls. Take it yep. to the polls. Yep, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give it to Spidey three. You give it to Blade Trinity, so we'll take it to the to the polls. Um, but yeah, uh, Spidey three, while it was a massive disappointment, um, it was still a watchable. It was a much more watchable film than Blade Trinity. Like B- Blade Trinity had a lot going against it. Like one besides Triple H's, uh, Triple H can't act. I'm sorry, he just can't. He can't. Oh no, I the, the, Triple H's best acting scene. Yeah. Was the WrestleMania 21 fake trailers that they did when he recreated the Braveheart speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing that. It was like WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Yeah, the yeah. parodies. Yeah. Um, also, like, Blade Trinity, it had uh, Dominic uh, Purcell as Drake, a.k.a. Dracula. So, basically, it was like Dracula as a runway model, and I wasn't feeling that at all. And of of course, like there was like like that the whole fight scene was com- was a complete disappointment. Um, except except for Wesley Snipes' line before he fights Blade, he goes, I think like Dracula says like, "Are you ready, Blade?" And then Blade goes, "I was born ready, motherfucker." And that was the only good thing about Blade Trinity. Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds was being Ryan Reynolds um, in in the film, and Jessica Alba. Oh no, Jessica Biel. Who was play? Who played Whistler's daughter? Wasn't feeling him. Wasn't feeling those characters, man. Like, like, and and it, 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 and it was a disappointment because David S. David S. Goyer he wrote the first two Blade films, and so he directed this third one, and I think that kind of explains why the third one didn't work. So, among other reasons. So yes. Yeah, it just, well, we'll we'll take it to the polls on that one because that was just bad. Yeah. Like, how do you pick two movies that are just that bad? Yeah. And say one was better than the other. Yeah. Um, I will say Spider Man three just because it has a little more polish, and I hate Spider Man three. <laughs> so. You literally had me pick between a green turd and a brown turd. Yeah, pretty much. And said which one stinks the worst. Yep. That that I, that's exactly what I did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> can we move on yes let's okay. move yeah let's move on um uh, yes let's move on because we have a few more films on this uh on this br- first round bracket uh we have two good films in, in in this last portion we have x-men first class versus x-men days of future past days of future past and yeah yeah i'm gonna have to go with days of future past on that one yeah i agree i'm, I'm gonna go with days of future past there even though i really like um a first class first class really redeemed the franchise um but days of future past was even better because it had bigger stakes in its storyline um i really liked uh how they how they used the time travel it was pretty inventive transferring wolverine's consciousness into the 70s version um yeah, that was pretty dope. And seeing just to, just to see that one scene with James McAvoy's Professor Xavier and Patrick Stewart's Xavier in the same scene, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And what was even cool? Wait. Okay. And I honestly say, like, the movie was actually better than the source material. Yes. Yes. And I know. And I know that might sound like sacrilege to some comic book purists, but yo, the Days of Future Past comic was not all that 
I don't. No, I, it was pretty boring. I actually never finished it. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing anything. Like the comic was boring, but the Days of Future Past movie was better than the source material. And I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Yeah. Hey, I'm not even gonna disagree. Oh my God, you. Oh yeah. Ooh, yes. You scraped the bottom. Oh man, I had. You got the sticky. You, you literally got the sticky shit at the bottom of this barrel. Yeah, I had to scrape hard for these two, for these last four picks. But the next round, people, what is the better film? Hulk from 2003 versus 2015's Fantastic Four, aka Fant Four Stick. I I have to give it to Hulk. Yeah. Yep, same. Just because of that cool scene, which was, like, very weird, where they were fighting in the clouds. Yep. And that's it. Y- you know what? Um, I'm going to say Hulk... I'm going to say... I'm, I'm, and this might be a little controversial. I'm going to say Hulk was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, because... Uh, I, there was a lot of things that I respected about it. I, I really liked the editing style, like you like like the re- replicating the comp, comic book panels and, and the transitions. I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked the more psychological story it tried to tell with the Hulk, even though at the end it could have used more action. Um, I, I, I can understand why people might find it really boring, especially the first 40 minutes, because we don't see the Hulk until the first, until 40 minutes in. Um, yeah. But I also like Nick Nolte's character, who was like, rah, 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 rah. and I'm like, you know so what? That's... Nick Nolte playing Nick Nolte. Pretty, pretty much. He was Nick Nolteing it up, it up. And hey, you know what? I respect it. And of course, it has Sam Elliott as a Thunderbolt Ross, who I will say is a better Thunderbolt Ross than, than William Hurt. And I like William Hurt. No, no disrespect to him. Yeah. But I'm gonna say Sam Elliott was a better Thunderbolt Ross. Just, just because you just like Sam Elliott as an actor. I, I do. Around. I do. Like Sam Elliott, man. He's he's just he's just the man, you know. And I did I did like Stanley's cameo where he's just walking out talking to Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was a nice touch. That was gold. That yeah. was gold at that point. God, this this part of the tournament hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And let's get to this last one. Yeah. Like I said, I'm hungry. Yep. And we're going to end uh, this tournament, uh, first round tournament bracket, with the last two films here. Which which flavor of whackness will you choose, people? X Men Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix? Whack on whack. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, so I'll go with Apocalypse. Yeah, same here. I I didn't even bother with Dark Phoenix at all. These movies are gonna lose anyway, so I'm just like, I'm just like what? No. yeah, yeah. Like n- neither film is gonna make it past the second round. Uh, but well, at least, at least Apocalypse won't make it past the second round. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Apocalypse is the is the better film by default. Um, Dark Phoenix was basically just a, a tax write-off to, to end the X-Men franchise before MC Marvel took it, before Disney took it over. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, um, 20, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a decent 20-year run, 
um, un under fo under Fox. Um, uh, they tried. And, and they, they tried. And, and they had and they had some winners. Let's 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 let's, let's give credit where it's due. You know, X Men, X Men Two, uh, Logan, First Class, Days of Future Past. They they had winners. Uh but but yeah, man. Apocalypse was trash. And yeah. and yeah. Oscar Isaac, you know, basically he just got a paycheck, you know, eat light work. And uh Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence phoned it in because she clearly didn't clearly didn't give a shit at that point. So yeah. You had you had me choose between either leukemia or cancer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's so Apocalypse wins the first round here. So, those are all of our picks. So, so far of advancing to the second round, just to reiterate, we got Spider Man 2, X2, Blade, uh, Punisher 2004, uh, Logan, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, X Men The Last Stand, Deadpool 1. Fantastic Four 2005, Days of Future Past, Hulk, and X-Men Apocalypse. So we need tiebreakers on Amazing Spider-Man 1 versus Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3 versus Blade Trinity. And those tiebreakers will be our question of the week. Yes. Yep. Those will be... Yes, uh, that'll be our question of the week. Uh, which, which brand of whackness can you tolerate more? Spider-Man 3 versus Blade Trinity or Amazing Spidey 1 or 2. But I will say Spider Amazing Spider-Man 1 was not bad. It was all right. I'm thinking both of them. I like both. I couldn't get it. That was hard. Hmm. I mean, I went with 2 because, of, you know, the strength of the ending, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I heard a lot of negative things about Spider-Man 2. I heard people said, like, I've seen reviews that said that Spider-Man 2 was worse than Amazing Spider-Man 1. Wasn't a bad movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I had fun watching those movies. Yeah. Um. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh. But yeah. Uh. That that's that's pretty much our bracket. We'll uh. Uh. I'll post the the bracket on our on our Facebook page, and we'll post the tiebreakers as well. Um. Other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh. Thank you all so much for watching this tournament bracket. Uh. We will we will have more. Uh, brackets uh, in the future. Um, uh, anything else, Carl? Uh, we can tell the people. Oh, all Find us everywhere on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. You can watch us on, watch select episodes on YouTube. Actually, you can check out our last week. I got into some Street Fighter gaming with the party nerds. Right. That's on our uh, YouTube channel. That's on our YouTube channel. It was a lot of fun. Let's just say I represented very well. Nice. I did. I did. So um, that's actually like a new thing that we're gonna be doing. I mean, I don't think we, I won't be streaming it. I'll probably stream it on our Twitch. Mm -hmm. But um, I think this week we're gonna be doing Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. So. Check that out. And who knows, I'll probably post up a couple of Call of Duty matchups if I get into them. Um, yeah. Catch out Twitch, Codex Prime Podcast. Everywhere. iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Spotify, SoundCloud. Google us. You'll find us. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty much everywhere. And, uh, you know, now that we've mastered the, uh, 
the Zoom uh, Facebook Live combo. So you'll be seeing us live once again in our social distancing editions of the Codex Prime podcast. Um, so yeah, tune in next Tuesday. Uh, we'll, we'll bring more goodness on episode 201. Um, you can also see Carl. History making. Yep, history, history making, man. We are approaching our five-year five anniversary in May so of this show, so it's going to be pretty cool. Um, we'll have we'll have some guests come out in the future as well, and uh, yeah, you can catch all the goodness here and magic here, uh, live every Tuesday evening, and uh, yeah, you can tune in next week, same Codex time, same Codex channel. Uh, you might see uh, uh, UWO shout outs to them um, either tomorrow or this week. They're gonna have some kind of like thirst bucket tournament thingy. You can have fun oh, with that. You can have fun with that, Carl. That's 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 not. It's not quite my bag, but you know, y'all y'all can slobber over whatever and whoever and go nuts. Um, but um, anyway, anyway, people. Uh, anyway, people. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.